Welcome to Club Management. I'm your host, Shannon Dawson. And on this show, we chat with artists, musicians, DJs, and industry professionals on how they're changing their community through music. You can listen to the show on any of your favorite audio platforms. Just type Club Management. This is episode 31. Episode 31 is here, and I want to give a huge shout out to Blurry and Nelia for listening and following on our SoundCloud page. That means so much to me. Uh, And much love to everyone on the last episode with our glass she's incredible and i'm so happy i got a chance to talk to her because she's really making waves uh in atlanta with her djing hey that full episode is up on youtube if you haven't already watched it you can check us out talking in the flesh on my youtube channel i'll have that info in the comments so you can check it out there um but how's everyone holding up are you checking in on yourself are you spending a few hours outside socially distanced of course Uh, because we're not out of the park with this damn virus yet. Um, Hospitalization rates keep rising. It's no fun. But the only way that we could potentially stop this thing is from staying indoors, doing our part, and socially distancing. Um, And, you know, this time has been really, really, really crazy for everybody. But I found that there's a couple of things that continue to keep me sane throughout all of this. And one is doing this podcast. So shout out to you guys for listening to what all the crazy things that go on in my mind. And shout out to me for for doing this too. Um, You know, I find that checking in with my friends on Zoom is the best way for me to stay in tune and kind of disconnect from all that noise that's being generated from this pandemic. And also I find myself really getting into a scheduled pace with things in my pandemic, in my pandemic life right now. Um, I've been scheduling all my things. So like work comes first. I have an hour where I work on my podcast and things related or podcast adjacent related. Um, And then I have a whole time where I schedule when I'm going to take in social media because I think social media is the problem as well, right? You've got to learn how to disconnect from, from that because there's a lot of really scary information being thrown around the internet right now. There's a lot of scary images and stories being posted everywhere. Um, So it's really, really important to not only like, like think about it, like your body, right? Like you need to watch what you put in your body. You also have to watch what images and what content you're consuming on the internet as well. So I'm making a real conscious decision to kind of pick and choose the times where I want to log in and, and see what's going on with my friends. And then I need some time away from my screen, you know? Um, and yeah, I, I make sure to get those calls in with family and friends because those are really important while we can't see each other physically the zoom and, and whatever app that you like it's really been therapeutic um it's crazy because I really felt like I almost lost the ability to communicate with people throughout this pandemic like I had actually met up with a friend for a quick moment because I had left something at, at his house um and this was like I left it at, at the beginning of the pandemic so I couldn't get it um, and we finally met up with each other and I like, I didn't know what to say to my friend. It was almost like I'd lost the ability to talk <laughs> or make any kind of small talk. Um, so really that is so important to stay connected with folks, even if it's through the confines of your tiny apartment or my tiny apartment here in NYC. So I say all that to say, I am very honored and lucky to have had this beautiful conversation with this next guest. 
On this episode, I had the honor of sitting down with Cornelius Ferguson, but you might know him better as Traxman. Hailing from the west side of Chicago, Traxman has witnessed the evolution of Chicago's rich music history, with releases stretching back to the height of Ray Barney's Dance Mania, who we've had on the show, and now he's standing at the forefront of Chicago's iconic footwork and juke scene. I absolutely lost it in 2017 when I discovered The Mind of Traxman, a heavy 18-track album that Ferguson released off Planet Moon. It's a project that mends together Chicago's past and rich roots of house and jazz, all while taking on the sound of Footwork's present. Saturated with half and double speed drum programming, I knew Traxman had created something special. Take Rock You, for example. in true Shannon fashion, I went down a Traxman rabbit hole with the mind of Traxman 2. Tech Life Volume 3, The Architect. And of course, a little ditty called Compute Funk off of Bangs and Works Volume 1. The list goes on, and I mean on, because Traxman is busy in the studio every week, self-releasing his creations like Rapid Fire. As one of the founders of Chicago's Ghetto DJs and an honorary member of DJ Spins and the late great DJ Rashad's Tech Life, Traxman continues to spread Chicago's kinetic and syncopated sound of footwork worldwide. And before the pandemic, he was still touring. The best part about this episode is that I didn't really have to come prepared and armed with too many questions like I usually do. Corky, which is his nickname, tells us his story right from his own nostalgic and beautiful memories, all starting back to where it all began for the producer, right on Chicago's iconic West Side. So I I like to start off each interview, especially in the time that we're in right now, asking folks, you know, how are you doing? Because this has been a very tumultuous year for a lot of folks. So how's your headspace? How are you doing? Well, oh, I'm all right. I'm doing great. Um, it's crazy because with the pandemic and everything and um, heading back from Europe, because I was staying in Europe for like about five months and I was uh, touring a little bit and I was living over there and, and uh, on, mm-hmm. uh, on, uh, on, uh, on at, what's that? Oh. Slapoma, Spain, the island out there, a, a 200 meters, I think 100 meters away from uh, Tenerife Island. Oh, wow. So that's where I was staying in. And the last like, major uh, international party I played this year was uh, France, Whoa. going into like the, the first week of February. Mm-hmm. So after that, of course, coronavirus hit the next month. You know, we're all we're all like indoors and stuff, and we don't know what we're going to do as <laughs> far as you no know, getting no getting money and uh, paying bills and no can't go to work really you can't travel so you know it was a low point you know what i'm saying it was a very low point you know but only for a week and a half though that's the weird thing and during this and during this pandemic so i can say what has happened Mm -hmm. with the music 
and the times and with everything, even with the with the non tours and everything, mm. it made DJs go back to their room. It made DJs dig up in their record collections, vinyl collections, and mm. made people pull out their CDs. It made people get into music and playing a little bit more. Everybody became a uh, super duper bedroom DJ or a super duper basement DJ. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. More of the music was now lucrative because so much of it out there. And and I'm like, you know what? Let me take advantage of this because. I didn't. I know. For me, I was hearing some some of the music that was coming out. Like, uh, you know what? Let me throw this out. Let me throw this out. Let me throw, this out. <laughs> throw some acid out. Let me throw some techno out. I mean, throw some uh, throw some uh, break beats out. Because I'm I'm not. Everybody thinks of me as this ghetto house DJ or uh, juke or Indian. I'm not not like that. But mm. during the pandemic, I actually been all right. Just, uh, no, uh, quarantine to the to the max. But <laughs> <laughs> but you no, know, it's been it's been okay you know and 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 despite with the, you know, the george floyd situation the, the beyond the taylor situation because i've been very 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 adamant about those things right. and what's going on in our climate mm-hmm. and um i've been more of an activist in the streets i mean literally i got beat up by the police wow. you know what i'm saying so yeah i did you know so were you, were you were out there out with the you know when people were rioting <laughs> and, and protesting yeah but yeah they were what no, i'm not a rioter yeah mm-hmm. i was out there doing you know if people follow me i do this segment called truth 101 and i talk about a lot of things you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying it's like i'm broadcasting so i was downtown when this was happening and when i tell you if that's what a war looked like uh, right in inside of you no know, uh, like Beirut or uh, Vietnam, wow. Chicago downtown looked just like I mean, when I tell you scary, it was scary. Mm. So I I was down there and one of my buddies was getting he was just talking and the police grabbed him. That's how they grabbed us, beat, beat me up, kicking on on me and stuff. Of course, reinforcements came, and mm. my man did something that was crazy. It mm. actually went worldwide. He, they beat him up and on, and everybody came to help him out and ran the police off. They started to stop the police cars. I'm, I'm not into that stuff. So they was doing it, busting the police windows out, and he jumped on top of the police truck Ooh. and f- start footworking. What? Are you kidding me? And that became a t-shirt. It's oh. a worldwide t-shirt now. Oh my God! You got to send me like, the photo. Basically, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I send it to you. And it's like he, everybody was like, he was doing it for clout. I'm like, no, he was. He did that. They, they, of course, he crazy like that. He just jumped on the, jumped on a police truck and started footworking. It's all through Instagram. Wow. It's all through Instagram. So, and I told him, I'm like, bro, you just did something that was bigger than you. For real, guys. I'm like, yeah, you did, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, that is so crazy. He, yeah, so it was way, it was mad bigger than, way bigger than him. So, and I'm like, yo, either though the police kind of looking for him because of it, because they <laughs> hate that. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, that's what was going on. And that was what was like, yo, man, you, did, did, you know what? And I tell my guys, do some things that's bigger than you. Yeah. But besides all that's going on, that's what's been going on with me. You know what I'm saying? Good. Well, I'm glad you've been in, in, in really good spirits. Um, you know, in New York around the same time, uh, following the George Floyd protests, it was also crazy here, you know, um, people were looting, but there was also a really incredible peaceful protest movement that I also was involved with. Um, and it, it kind of goes back to what you were saying about doing things that are bigger than yourself. And I see the footworking 
on the police cop car, the peaceful protests, and even the, 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 the fighting to some sort of extent as a symbolism of, you know what, we want change. We want things to, to move in a different direction. Um, so I'm hoping that's what happens now that we've got Biden and Kamala in office, but we're, you know, we got to wait and see, well, you know. Well, 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 I would be very critical about them. When I, when I speak of black first, we speak black first. Kamala Harris and Biden is not going to do anything. Mm. We keep thinking, you know, not to get the, not to get on the political rim, you know what I'm saying? And empowerment starts grassroots mm. and it starts with community. It doesn't start at the top with the Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is black this week. She's going to be Indian next week. And next week she's going to be Jamaican. And we can't do that. Mm. We're black. We don't change. She does. This is a Bouleism thing. Now, I can go further with that, but we here for the music. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. Yeah, I was going to say. We, it, it, it's heated, but um, I definitely feel Word. you on that one. I definitely feel Word. you. Um, but that's interesting. I want to go back to something that you said uh, a couple of minutes before where you are saying that, you know, people only think of you as this ghetto house DJ because – my journey with Tracksman really started in 2016 when I heard a track that you had made off of um, Ultra Magic's uh, metaphysic compilation, uh, Tracksman 1999 Magic Edit. That's where my my journey started. And I was like, this is, you know, this is different. And then after that, I went down a whole spiral. And I was like, this guy is really 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 transforming that footwork sound and pulling all these different historic sounds from like Chicago house music, jazz, hip hop, R&B and really putting all those sounds together and creating something that's really ahead of this time to be to be quite honest. Um so I always talk about you cuz I'm, I'm a super huge fan. You're what I believe to be a critical focal point between two historical times in Chicago house history or, or music history, obviously dance mania and tech life. So, you know, can you kind of walk us down memory lane and piece together uh, how it all started for you, I guess? Well, how, how did it start for me? Yeah. Yee. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, okay. For me, musically, my musical journey is to, uh, through the seventies, early seventies, born in the early seventies. Mm. After the, I'm, I am a, I call myself a end of the line for Janis, Janis Joplin, mm. Jimmy Hendrix, Jimmy Hendrix, and 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 Jim Morrison died. Mm. I'm born right after that, right there. I'm that child. So my mother named me Cornelius due to her favorite show at that time, mm. Soul Train. So my name is Cornelius Keyshawn Ferguson. <laughs> my mother is a big Delphonics, OJs, Jackson Five, Temptations, you know, um, a lot of that stuff. The music with a lot of soul. Um, then there's my father. You no, know, my father was my father was a dope thing in and out of my life. Love him to death though, mm -hmm. but. Those days, you know, when he would, you know, and it's crazy, I don't mind sharing these stories. Like, my my, my pops used to be so high, but he, and this is like mid-70s, he would play like, uh, what's the group, the rock group, Traffic. Wow. And it was a joint called Case of the High Heel Boy. Mm. And if you listen to it, and I always tell, you know, like, those are like one of the songs that stuck with me 
forever still to this day i can just hear it in my head if you see something no steve winwood on the vocals dope led zeppelin uh bob marley uh oscar turboto uh brazilian music because i was just birthed into all of that thanks to my mom and thanks to my my um my my father yeah. now my now my step my 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 stepfather was into a lot of Curtis Mayfield uh, uh, impressions the Dales the dramatics then uh, he would go into Peter Tosh uh, um, the Wailers and um, Pink Floyd wow, now this is crazy yeah now there's a couple of more I'm trying I'm trying to break it all down then there's my uncle my mom's brother uh, oldest brother who was into groups like Slave and LTD because mm-hmm. he had all those albums, you know, beautiful thing. And my mom's younger brother, he was close to us in age. Mm-hmm. He's born in like 68. And that's who I learned uh, about the disco music and you know, the funk stuff, the, um, what is that, like Gary's Gang, Keep On Dancing and stuff like that, music in, in the bush. Mm-hmm. Um my cousin that's a year older than me, he's hip-hop crazy. He was the one that was playing me Cold Crush Brothers, the, 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 the uh, um, Treacherous Three, because he he was way beyond uh, uh, Sugar Hill Gang and Curtis Blow and all that stuff. Mm. So he did that for me. So by the time 1980 and 81 comes around, I'm, a, I'm, I'm still a kid, about to turn 10 or whatever, and I'm thrown into a lot of weird music that I was hearing on a block at that time. 1981, people don't understand, that was a, a critical, weird time for music, but experimental, but funky. Mm. So you, you, you got to understand, we had New Wave. Punk was dying out with the Ramones and all that stuff. So now New Wave is coming with The Clash and uh, uh, Rock the Casbah and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um, the uh, Lobster, uh, uh, I'm Spasticus and stuff like that. No weird records. Mm-hmm. Gino Socio tried out um, Kino, I'm Ready. I remember all these records. And, uh, uh, you know, those records went out, and I was buying those. No, no I wasn't even buying, I wasn't buying those records. Don't even fright. I wasn't buying those. My <laughs> uncle was buying those records. And there was a, a, a DJ in the hood, older DJ in the hood by the name of Terrell Patet. Mm. Now, Terrell Patet was the older guy. Him and another DJ by the name of Kurt Townsend. Kurt Townsend was from the South Side. So they used to, they had a big group together called the big DJ, the big, uh, the big, the big 50 DJs, mm. you know, and what, what, uh, along with legendary DJ, Sam Chapman, legendary, mm. uh, I think her Kent was in that. That's one of my role models. Mm. And from there, that's when everything started to be structural. When I seen two turntables, <laughs> <laughs> and what you can and what you were able to do I know what two you could play two records but no that's all I knew but when I seen this guy named DJ Al mm. and his brother and his partner uh, Master no his brother DJ Bo and their partner Master J now what he used to do now I'm already listening to the adventures of Grandmaster Flash I'm hitting the cuts and all that so I'm seeing it for the first time he would cut what's that record uh, Good Times by Sheik mm. and he would um, uh, cut up uh, what's that record? Uh, the Christmas rap record by uh, Curtis Curtis Blow, mm-hmm. and he'd go do, do, do say 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 Al, 
Say Al, because his name is Al. Mm. If, if, if everybody in the house say Al, like, oh my God. Oh, this is bananas crazy. And I always had dreams of being a firefighter. Right. Always had the dreams. That shit died. I'm sorry. That died in 1980. That was over with. After mm. I seen that and computer world, mm. my life changed forever. Wow. That's it. That's I'm at, I'm at where I'm at now because of that and computer world. I'm like the world's biggest craft work fanatic. Jeez. The world's biggest craft work fanatic. And computer world did it, did that for me because subconsciously it was something about this record cover mm. with a computer on it and these four heads and this this it's gold. It it's greenish goldish and some music sounds so futuristic. It wasn't the music that they was listening to. It was electronic it was so different right. when you play numbers and you play it's more fun to compute and then i'm i, I oh, that did it mm-hmm. that did it numbers that, is oh my favorite my, track yeah numbers oh my god that man oh that did it from that 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 destroyed <laughs> my little that destroyed my little my little mind See, and I'm pretty sure I was. Well, I, I checked out the thing with what you did with Ray Barney. Yeah. And it's like Ray, Ray, Ray's funny. We was laughing like we remember like man, hey man, hey Ray, Ray still sound the same way. Because <laughs> I, 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 I got, I got the, I got the greatest Ray Barney impersonation. <laughs> been around him all those years, but and it, it, it's just crazy. But yeah, through, through the years, and uh, I'm not trying to do because I have to sit down and tell you about all that stuff. At 16, uh, I, I met a good friend by the name of Houseboy Jay. If you see him now, he's the only dark-skinned dude that dyes his hair red, yellow, and green. He was the first <laughs> one doing all this like 35 years ago. But mm-hmm. we was going to the factory. Now, that's what's not spoken about in house music. You might mm-hmm. hear about the music box. You might hear about the warehouse. You might hear about the Bismarck. You might hear about uh, Sawyer's and places like that, but they don't talk about the factory because what it is, a lot of those places was on the west side of Chicago. Well, I'm assu- that's where I'm from. I'm assuming Second. that's the inspiration behind Jam and Gerald's track factory, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, that's okay. where we all was from. Okay. Um, that's why I met Jam and Gerald. I met Jam and Gerald in 1987. Wow. This is when my, no, my, my little whatever... Uh, it went from DJ to production, learning how to work a beat machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm in high school now. I'm 16 years old. And like I said, my guy Houseboy, he was the first person to take me to the music box. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I finally, because I heard about Ron Hart and I finally got a chance to see him. When I tell you the loudest music, and man, that was loud. And then mm-hmm. I didn't like disco music. Ugh, that's crap. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I'm in, I'm, I'm, I am, you know, I'm, I am adored by, by, by disco music now. I mean, yeah. but I didn't like it. But at the same time, I met Jam and Gerald. He was the first person I'd ever seen play his own music at a party. Filled. Mm. Like, wow. Then I met Quick Mitch Claude and Slick Master Rick, a.k.a. Houseman. Mm. Uh, then I met another brother by the name of Slick Rick the Master. That's one of my, that's still my, my collaborating brother. I love him to death. Mm. Um, he was staying in the Hearing Hornets projects, which he stayed across from 
one of my buddies, DJ Polo, God rest the dead, they stay, he stayed, they stayed two, like the, the project bills. I know DJ Funk is from there. Mm. And and we call him Chuck. So Chuck was, was, was actually the DJ for a dance group called DOD. Mm. Now, D.O.D. is do or die. You ever heard of the rap group do or die? Do you want to ride? Yeah, of course. That's do or die is a it's a dance group. Wow. It's a dance group. You didn't know that, right? No, Nobody I didn't know that. that. No. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, they're Dennis and Darnell are AK-47 and Below Zero, the top rappers. They're from they're, they're birthed from that footwork, they from that foot that cough of footwork. Chicago Avenue and, and, and Pulaski Road. Mm. That's where it was born. And you had groups like the VIPs, the Jacketeers, Together We Jack, Untouchables. And this is way, way before the footwork thing kicked in because they was doing a dance called the Fila. Mm. And you was able to do it to a record called No Way Back. Boom, 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 boom. Right. And you, you, you then left, right, because you feel it you like you don't dance on top of the music footwork then i don't even footwork but i can do that dance that the, the feel out dance. it's nothing but foot shuffling mm. you dance with inside the music right. you dance inside of the music is if the track is going you hit everything <laughs> you hit everything that's footwork that's dancing right. you're dancing within the music and you're playing within the music mm. but this is 1987 I met him stick with the master had a buddy now by the name of DJ Deer mm. the Steve a block away from DJ Funk uh, oh my god it was so much uh, me Gene Hunt DJ Ty DJ Amar uh, Keith Jackmaster Hulk Master Ray uh, Farley played with us uh, a couple of people who played with us like legends at that time this is 88 and we were renting our own place out so we had like I said we had buddies by the name of Hard Hands Norvin now this mm. is the connection starting with the South Side mm. um, before I go there with Norvin I, like uh, my buddy the old the OG Kevin McSwain back in 85 okay. he's doing parties at his place called The Resurrection mm. on the West Side mm. and the school part as it was for Mendels on the south side. Resurrection was our our, our place with Rick Lenore, legendary Rick Lenore, mm -hmm. Kevin McSwain, and McSwain brought out Steve Poindexter, Armando Gallup, DJ Far Ferris Thomas, Terry Hunter, mm -hmm. and Mike Dunn. So these the first time I've been playing these dudes records for years, and that's how I got my plug in with you know, the South Side and dealing with those dudes. And still to this day, me and Steve Poindexter is like my big brother, yeah. and I just got off the phone with him. And then with Hot Hands Norvin, he knew Chris Westbrook at Westbrook Records mm -hmm. on the South. Uh, so that's how I end up really going to the studios and jamming in with the South Side, because that way I met uh, Eric Martin, Robert Imani. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul Johnson. Me and Paul Johnson met back in 1992. Mm. And when the 90s rolled around, I'm graduated out of high school, going to go to college. Uh, some, and there's no more WBMX anymore, Hot Mix 5. So uh, the music went back to the streets. And in Chicago, there wasn't no big buzz until the percolator rolled around mm. with Cashmere. It's time for the percolator. 
that kind of piqued Chicago's interest back with the radio station because, no, they kind of left us alone, but the underground was still business as usual. Mm. So that's when I uh, I clicked up with uh, we, me and my buddy uh, Sean Madness and Big Paul, and I, we, we formed a crew called The Ghetto DJs, the biggest crew in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And from that... That more playground productions with DJ Dion and a lot of other crews, and you know, I'm glad we the, we the, the muddle over to that. In the early '90s, it was kind of crazy. I'm doing the parties here and there, here and there, but I got up to a point that you know what. Let me dig deeper in this. And plus, I knew Ray Barney. Mm-hmm. I was knowing, I knew Ray Barney since the 80s. Right. Since, well, probably like 12. He's been, been in the neighborhood since 1958, 59. With the uh, health foods. Mm-hmm. And Mr. and Mr. Mr. Barney, Mr. Mr. Willie Barney, King Barney, his pops, you know, Sam was my main man. I used to go change his DVD players before he passed. You know, mm-hmm. go there and take his garbage out, go to the store for him. Big, mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful guy. You know, um, Barney's for me. Wow, wow, wow. I wouldn't be here. Mm. You wouldn't know me. You wouldn't know none of us wow. if it wasn't for Ray Barney. And when he gave me that opportunity to work with him, you know, now I was amazed because I knew Brian Stanley already. Mm. I knew uh, uh, um, Paris Mitchell. That's my man. I talked to Paris every day. Um, oh. uh, Shankster, uh, there's a short cat named Shankster, who actually brought Waxmaster to, to the homie uh, Big Bug, uh, which is Ray Barnes' younger brother. Mm. And everything was a connection. So, you know, we were doing our thing, and you know, I had an opportunity to work there, you know, from I think 90, 93, 94 to 98, 99, I think. Because right. um, I seen a lot of people come in when Dion and Milton came in, you know. Like, I already heard about them, but that was my first time meeting them. Mm-hmm. And from that day, me, me, Dion, and Milton, man, and still to this day, Dion's my best friend. Mm-hmm. No, him, Sluggo. Uh, but I already met um, Paul Johnson, and we all was bumping bumping heads together doing doing rave parties, like 93, 94, 95. Mm-hmm. We end up playing a party together with Thomas Bangalore from uh, Def Punk. Mm-hmm. I don't this is, think, I think this is Wisconsin. And something with a beat, we were showing them how to um, work at R70. And we didn't know these guys were going to do what they do, you know, <laughs> but appreciate it, you know. But yeah. so on and so on and so on. Of course, Nick Gantman, when he was 14, one of the, when I tell you one of the premier talents of a young DJ, mm-hmm. he deserved that at that time. Yeah. Uh, he put me up on uh, Jana. Jana Rush, which is our, our youngest, you know, the only female DJ at that time that was kicking ass. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's that's my baby dog. That's my sister, my little sister. Talks, <laughs> talks mad crap. Love it. <laughs> um, so her... essentially, like you were growing up with, you know, Ray Barney and and all of these guys that were underneath the Dance Mania label, like just growing up and yeah. like, they were almost like mentors. I think that's so cool. Yeah, and you know and. You know, and, and much as, you know, we was buying these records, the records that was coming in and the records that we would see, like, I would see the records, the vinyls that was being pressed because we would get, at that time, fax, fax, faxes that would come in. Mm. For, and 
oh, 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 snaps. Uh, oh, uh, Big Drew got a record coming out. You no, know, we never call him by like the DJ names you see mm-hmm. on the records. Like we're like, I'm like, oh, Big Drew got a record coming out. The, the Drew Scott. <laughs> yeah, that's my note. Cause Drew's like six three. That dude's big. <laughs> <laughs> but a heart of gold though. Or oh, Top Cat's got a record coming. Let me call. Let me, let me, let me call T yeah. real quick. Quick. You know, you know, you got a record coming out. Yeah, this or Dion. You know, cause they used to do it all the time. They we just look at this like gang of faxes from them coming in. They just drop records right. when at free will, or funk. Or anybody like that. It just, I, oh man, I just tell you, ooh, it was so exciting. Yeah. And then one time I told Ray Barney this back in 1987. Because we were selling so many copies out of, uh, out of, out of the distribution room upstairs. Mm. You know, if it was famous surplus in, in Detroit, if it was a couple of places in, in, in Europe, because I'm like, whoa, this music is way bigger than, and I'm like,
um, a huge point. important right. a, important person in this thing too, mm-hmm. and the, and and what he contributed with the halftime clap mm. as as well as RP Boo. Of course. Because we would say Baby Come On, Baby Come On is a, was like the top footwork record. That's a that's actually in the vein of Juke. I would say arguably and, and, Baby Come On, Third World and Child Abuse. I would say like really set things off, yeah. Yeah, but you got Space Cheer by Jam and Gerald. You mm. have Chase Me by DJ PJ. Doom, 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 doom. Mm. You got my track "Work Me," mm, the, which right. was made in 1996, oh which is a footwork record. I forgot. Yeah. You got Top Cats, a track, um, we don't know the exact name of it, it's just called Black Market Tracks. We called it Black Market. Mm. Yeah, so right. We got those tracks. So, you know, we, so when we, we, we can't have the narrative of, you know, saying, and, and, and Third World is a very important track. Mm. And to be, and to be exact, I didn't like the track at first. Why? I did not like that track. No, I didn't like it. And they're like, you can go to the bar and look at the documentaries. <laughs> and I was saying, I looked at it. I did not like the third world. <laughs> but what made me, the, 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 the crowd, the people changed mm. all that. Because it didn't matter what I liked. Mm. It's what they liked. And of course, that's one of the greatest tracks ever, ever made within footwork history. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, kudos to, 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 to him, to them, and what they were doing out there on the South Side. But footwork was always there. Mm-hmm. Footwork has always been every and always you know, and just even further than you no know, wax masters. Let me see your footwork, mm-hmm. which was came out, which was released nineteen ninety five. We cannot right. forget that. Yeah, that's right. We're forgetting certain things, so it's it's not that because we was you no. Know, it would be arguments of hey, footwork started on, on the west side or footwork started on the south side, but we didn't yeah. know. It's what Chicago. It's contributing. It was literally always these, there, yeah. Yeah, uh, out of these project buildings, out of these streets, you know what I'm saying? Out of the burbs, whatever, you know. What can you contribute to that? So I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of this. No, no, a lot of it changed, even from meeting Rashad back in 1997, thanks to R.P. Boo, because okay. that's who introduced me to Rashad. I need to hear this uh, story. <laughs> yeah, and um, DJ Spin, I met DJ Spin when DJ Thass was dropping off his first dat tape. For uh, for Dance Mania back in nine in ninety seven ninety eight I think, and um, these are how I met those guys. You know what I'm saying? And what what Rashad was so he was like before I even met him because RP used to tell me about him. Oh man, you gotta meet man, you gotta meet man. Man, he cold. Man, he cold. I'm like I've been hearing about him like like that mythic like a myth. And when you when I finally heard no edits allowed. On cassette, and I hit my car, and I was just I'm like, "This dude is cold." Mm. And then when we finally met at that time, I think me and Eric Martin EP was out the way out demo, and with get his head, I did a track called "Get Up, Joe." Mm, yeah, I and love it. They they love that track, and so he's like, "Man, you made this? Yes, I made this. You did this? You did you did ch-? man, bro? We got a click." And from there, we just been cool, you know what I'm saying? But we would see each other, like, in past, and not how me and uh, Gant and uh, Tone and Puncher would see each other. But Rashad and, you know, all of us, we would kick it sometimes, and it would be passing. Mm. Or we would be at this place called the House of Kicks. Mm. And they would be playing there, like, and Rashad was the man. 
you know what I'm saying? Like like I said, coming up and then fast forward into 2003, um, we was like I said, we were seeing each other off and on, off and on. We might didn't see each other for a month or damn near a year. Mm. But by nine, 2000, I'm saying 2004, uh, they did a they did a, a mix called "Land the Smackdown," mm. and um, we would so of course they wanted me to sh- no no take them to all the record shops and know who can you know, get this stuff in. Now to to the west side of Chicago, um, their style of footwork was strange to the west side of Chicago because it was, it was more head on. Not saying it was it was better, ours was better. It's just you no know, something has to be nourished. To mm-hmm. these people, because they was all about the pump and move it. But no spam shots. Boom up, boom up, burn them up. You know, and it's like right. I'm, I'm loving it, but the crowd, you know, and the dancers loved it, but everybody else wasn't used to it. Because mm. then you hear my track at that time, "Get Down, Little Mama," the Pac Man track. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these. No, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's, it's a, all that the 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 four to the four with a little bit of uh, of uh, 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 no, just just rugged out, straight out. But I was still doing my style of footwork tracks, but which we called it, I called it West Side Boogie grimy style. Mm. But it wasn't you no know, what they was calling it. It's just two different things. But um, one day I said, "Yo, Rash." We should do a mix together, man. Let's do a mix together, man. Mm. You're like, for real? And you know, Spam, like, yeah. Look, I'm with you. Like, let's do a mix. This is 2004. Mm. And they were still beat down. So Spin did his. Rashad did his. I did mine. And to the day, that is, what is that mix? Cape Town to the Hundreds. Mm. One, of the most, one of the most classic mixes in footwork music and juke music. Wow. The classic. And... Now this is the now that I can admit that my style started to change up because we were hanging out a lot in 2004. I mean, hard every other day, smoking weed, hanging out. They're coming to my crib. You know, I'm going to their cribs on the south side. So mm-hmm. by the time um, Rashad has a track called uh, "Girls Busting Down" mm-hmm. on uh, Juke Tracks with Godfather and those guys in Detroit, mm-hmm. so. And then my style didn't. And then we would go to the spot called The Circle on the west side, which everybody just hang out at. And they never seen anything like it. And every car was playing Get Down Little Mama or Tracks Man Mix. Mm. And they was just like, whoa! Like, man, they playing Tracks like crazy out here. Because, you know, Chicago was just known for annoying. We don't play. But on the west side, they go nuts with it. Oh, my God. So, you no, know, they, you no, know, shot, start dancing, no footwork, and, you know, just a good time. So, what I noticed is our style started to was meeting and accommodating each other. Mm-hmm. My style got a little bit more footworkish mm-hmm. to how they were doing it. And they still got a little bit more straight ahead mm-hmm. for what I was doing. So better yet, let's say our styles complemented each other than we when it, it like I'm going I'm going left, they're going right and we are passing up each other but we talk about now they they're keep going left and I keep going right but we just but you just figure something out with each other. Mm. So, I know my style rubbed off on them, and I know, and because their style definitely rubbed off on me. Right. So when you my music, mm, mm-hmm. I was gonna say when you started to hear the tracks being played out, you know, when people driving past, were you like, oh my god, we're onto something? Like, how did you feel at that moment? Man, it was, it was great, you know, because mm. everybody was hearing everybody, 
and, and you know, and 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 meeting all these other great guys that they knew, and they was meeting who I knew. Beautiful thing. Mm. So, you know, Dean, now you're getting bounce and break your back. <laughs> you know, and all these tracks, but then now on my end, you're getting blow your whistle. Hey, you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So our styles are complementing each other. Complimenting. No, I'm from listening to, you no, know, uh, Rashad introduced me to Manny. Manny was nothing but like 15 or 16 wow. at that time. And me, him introduced me to, uh, who was that? Uh, Earl. Earl was like 17 or 18, I think. Mm. Um, and I'm like, yo, like, yo, this is bugged out. Like, we got a lot of young uh, producers and DJs that's stepping in the game. Get down, little mom. 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 And it's funny when you, when you were talking about how you were coming up and learning about how to spin them. Um, I was watching your Just Jam, a few of your Just Jam sessions, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is insane yeah. how you're able to literally cut between two footwork tracks so effortlessly because it's not it's kind of hard, you know, especially for the younger DJs. It's not an easy yeah. genre of music to mix. It's really not, especially with like it's, that. It's, it's, but you know what? That music, the music is really not hard. It's not hard. Listen, when I tell people, see, this is what loses people with <laughs> footwork. This is the secret. The secret is don't concentrate on the the, the sub bass. The mm. sub bass will throw you. Now, and another thing, um, this my, my my main concern is the future. Mm. The future of the music. Like, um, if I send you a picture right now right. and you're in your your text, you'll be like, Oh my god. Of all the the, the who the guys that I'm talking to right now. Right. And you you'd be like, yo, are you serious? <laughs> yes, I'm serious. The situation the situations with the world catching this, footwork, juke, ghetto house, to me is a beautiful thing. Mm. It's very beautiful and I like what it has done um for a lot of people, you know, especially the black community. Right. But at the same time for the rest of the world as humans. And for these people to, to get up and just dance to our music is is priceless. Right. That's priceless. Yeah, that's very true. You know, there's something about footwork that that energy, the halftime, the pitched up halftime bass, the hi hats that just, I don't know, just makes you move. You know. Yeah. Well, I would say not footwork. I don't want to. I don't even want to put it in a realm. Right. Because footwork is just something that you do. With the music, mm. you do to the music like hell. You listen to Shalimar, you go, there's a night to remember. You might get your pop lock on, you might get your little fancy f- right. to the music. You can, so footwork has been around. Mm. I call this music ass kicking upscale house music because mm. it's all house that's very true you know, a lot of we try to break it down like no that's like i i don't listen to the kodak blacks or goals anything like that this is music my children like mm. so but i learned to not just diss my, my my children's music because all of it's not bad some of it's good right 
You know what I'm saying? So basically giving things a chance. So like when I have these guys doing, uh, hey, the history of house music, how are you going to have the history of house music when you have older people like my age talking? Because I don't think about me. Mm. Like what, what, who are the leading, um, just, just period. Like, um, I'm a big Mike Q fan. Love Mike Q's music. Of course. He's music. incredible. Oh, yeah. Man, listen, me and Rashad met him back in, in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you that dude put on a show, mm -hmm. he played his ass off. And from, day, from day one, that day me and him has been jam like if i see him post up i laugh at him because he's funny as hell <laughs> and that's one thing i like and i told him the dj brotherhood no matter where i see my cue if it's one well, and we bumped heads in quite a few places uh london uh poland uh shoots i can't even <laughs> uh, if it's new york if it's uh anywhere it's just love, like bro, big bro. What are you doing? <laughs> you're, about to, you're about to puff one? Yes, I am. I'm gonna put one in the air. So you know, talk trash. Give me some music. Do some remix because I because I'm trying to get Mike Q to do a remix. And if Mike Q, if you're listening, I want a remix <laughs> from so you, funny. not me. From you, I want Mike Q to tracks man music. Oh yeah, um, Mike Q, and he's another one that like ballroom style. Yeah. You know, like get down, little mama, or. Blow your whistle, mm -hmm. you know. Give it, give, 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 give me your flavor, mm -hmm. and that goes for a lot of dudes or a lot of people who's doing doing the music. Like, I, I something about people remixing my music. Mm -hmm. Something about that, like, well, I'm flattered. I'm hella flattered. <laughs> like, whoa, he did it better. Oh, he killed it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I'm like, oh, I got the <laughs> game up, and I like that because it, you know people are listening to the music. You're really listening to that music, so you know I, I'm, I'm, I'm humble. I'm so humble behind this. You no, know? I'm humble with the people who were there. I'm right. humble with the people who helped push me, even with those I'm with anymore. But these are my brothers. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you no, know, I did a lot of things with a lot of good people. You know, I, it, 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 I don't even know how much to say on that because it is just a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, I love I love to see how like music transcends into different places with different people. So it's definitely done that. Um, I kind of want to do a little deep dive on some of my favorite tracks of yours over the years. Um, so I want to talk about first the minor tracks, man, obviously off Planet Moo. Uh, that was 2012, right? Yeah, 2012. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I got to tell you, uh, footwork and on air really changed my life. Like, that track really did something to my ears. It's changed. It changed the way how I even wanted to DJ. You know, it's something about that like really lush sample that floats in first, and then you've got the the you know the the off kilter hi hats and stuff that comes in. Like, tell me, what were you thinking when you made this track? I have to know what goes on in the mind of tracks. Man. Oh wow! <laughs> you really want to know? Yes. You really want to know what was the inspiration behind that track? Yes. Marijuana, <laughs> marijuana, marijuana, uh, uh, um, <laughs> marijuana, looking to my right, looking at the earth, when the fire, gratitude. <laughs> Now, 
right behind Footwork and No Air is actually Footwork Footwork and No Air didn't have a name because mm. it was actually originally done in 1999. Mm. I actually, if I can find this that tape, if I can no, find it, that player, I actually have the first version of it. It's a hip hop version. It's boom bap. But I always wanted to do it over again, but I can just. I don't know. Take the time. Then one day I just, just like I said, just looking at the record, played it. You know, let me get a shot. At it, you know what I'm saying? And so of course it used the beginning of the of, of the Clever Plan, Maurice White, uh, chopped chopped everything. You no, know, did a did a uh, used to use the three hundred three. I totally forgot about that part because mm. I, I got the the the, the, the um, sessions to it and I played. Like, oh, I forgot about that part. And what I think what really made that record stand out was the the Fender Rhodes sample Fender Rhodes mm. to that record when it goes don. Cause it's nothing but the Fender Rose from uh, that record, Larry Dunn. Mm. So, cause it's just that's what gives it the flare, like air. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like it's flying, like you're flying. You no, know, people have to make music in great arrangements. That's what I learned about even with footwork tracks. People are like it's just a track, geez, that's track. No, 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 no. You can turn anything to anything. If you listen to R.P. Boo's music, his music tells a story. Mm. It tells a story. You know, it, it, it's a ride. Like when you listen to Footworking on Air, it's a ride. When you listen to Chill, that's a ride. You know, and a lot of those tracks were uh, on a minor track, man. Where a lot of those tracks were either did 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. Wow. Nobody don't know those tracks are different years. The own the brand new tracks on there were Calling All Freaks. Uh what is that? Calling All Freaks. Let There Be Rock. Because I just got the acapella from uh A C D C. So I'm like, bam, let's use that. Bam, use it because now everything else is kinda old. So people don't understand about when you're compilating a record. It was just, it was not, I didn't know I was going to make this record, but I went through some of the stuff that I was doing at that time from 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. Now, Blow Your Whistle is a funny story. Very funny. Now, I, I, I get ahead. At that time, my, 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 my pal, my buddy at that time, Bob, DJ Bobby Skills, you probably heard of him, him. Mm. I was using his MPC 2011. And he had the eco. Let me go back and get my NPC. So he stayed around the corner. So now I gotta plug this damn thing and give it to him because he got to do some music at his crib. So I forgot I sampled Lynn Collins and um, the whistle blowing by uh, uh, that that whistle uh, sampled by uh, Cool in the Game. Uh, what is that? A uh, funky stuff. Can't get enough of that funky stuff. And at the beginning it goes one, two, three, four. And I got fetched, and I use that. And of course I use Lynn Collins, which is like, hey, you blow your whistle. Hey, God damn. So I just chopped that up and just hurry up and did it. In 10 minutes, 10 to 5 minutes, 
recorded it and everything. Wow. As soon as I was done with it, on the last sequence, he's walking in the door. Uh, okay. Five minute track. Five, ten minute track. Now, I'm chilling. Me and Rashad, we're hanging out one day and I'm playing the tracks. Man, that's cold. <laughs> you know what I'm you like it here, and you play it. So the next week, he was going to London. Mm. And he took that record to London. And he, like, they made him rewind. And I'm like, what? Wow. Bro, they made me rewind. And then people know in that, that, in, in, in that vein, and that's like a, 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 a dance hall thing. Rewind. Play that over again. Wow. So I'm like, what? Whoa. He like, bro, you got one. So I think I thank Rashad for breaking my record in. Rashad broke Blow Your Whistle in. It wasn't me. It was him. Wow. So... You know, we got to you know, there's a lot of people I think for the success on a lot of things that, you know, I might not even play the role in or I probably didn't even know. Mm-hmm. But the Mind Attracts Man record was pretty cool. I didn't know it was going to do what it did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for it, though. Of course. And then um, I was going to say, you know, thanks to your sampling, like I was able to discover songs, you know, some of those older songs that you had sampled, which is, yeah. what, I, which is what I love so much. It's like you tell that story, you're able to take something old and make it into something new. Like Rocky was a perfect an example. Like that Stevie Wonder, what is it, Rocket Love sample? Rocket, like, Rocket, Rocket Love oh with a God. We're Rocking, which is a Donis. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, the, the, the work me 2011 yeah. that's that people don't know that that's uh who is that? that's mccoy tyler wow mccoy tyler sample uh acdc leroy hudson cool out uh um uh, uh two live crew samples but what the the best the best record is actually the next one and that wasn't uh that was uh Tech Life Volume Three mm. on Lit City Records, uh, uh, the Architect. Yep, that's yep, my, yep. that's my favorite record. That's my favorite album. Oh my goodness! That's my favorite album. I'm blanking right now. There's a song off that, off of there, and it like it sounds like it's it samples like a Chinese sample or some sort of like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Buddha Buddha yeah, Buddha Banks. See and, and yeah Buddha Banks. And what was crazy. That could have been on the mind of tracks, man, but it didn't make it. Wow. So the, the, some of the records that didn't make it on the mind of tracks, man, was 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 the uh, Tech Life Volume Three, uh, the Architect, that mm-hmm. uh, 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 bussing. Why can't you? Collins again, the hose is bussing. Spin and Rashad sample. Buses going wild. Me and King AG from Terror Squad, Rashad. Oh uh, wow! Ooh we, ooh we that record. Oh <laughs> man! No 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 no. Bus is going wild. Is is freaking the mind of tracks, man. I know I'm tweaking them old. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, what I feel. Um, the first version of Blow Your Whistle. Man, that was a cool. That was a cool record. Loud too. But the second mind attraction is actually one of my faves because I went all out with that record. I sampled uh, Green Gold by uh, Roy Ayers. I sampled Same Beat by the JBs along with a Diana Ross acapella. Mm-hmm. I sampled Pantera. What did you, you sample on, on? What did you sample on? Um, I want to be hot. Oh, uh, the Commodores. Easy like Sunday morning. I want to be high, so high. I want to be being <laughs> that. Then no, no one get carried away. Uh, that, uh, of course, but it was that. I want to get high. 
damn, ooh, I haven't played a record in a long time. Uh, can you feel it? Mr. Fingers, boom, 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 and uh, Dave Chappelle in the background. <laughs> so I'm just having fun with that record. Yeah, man, yeah, that thing. If I gotta go back and revisit these records, that's a goddamn shame. I don't remember my own record. That's okay. You make so much music. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like- yeah, I'm like, but it's like I, 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 I do them and crank them out. Do it, crank them out. Do crank them out. Boom, quick, and I, then I look. Let me tell you the most scariest thing to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. When I really look, and people have like a no, because sometimes I make like so much music, like about thousands, thousands, and thousands of tracks, and like some of the homies might have it, and and I'll check. You no, know, they hey man, I got your stuff, and I look, and I'm like, oh my god, mm. oh, oh, I did this. I totally forgot about it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Ugh. Like, how much music do you think you haven't released yet? Uh, you really want me to answer that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> e- woo. Uh, three shoe boxes filled with dats. Oh my God. Which is like 20 dats, literally. Uh, a cons- uh, three cassette boxes of unfinished material. Uh,. Uh, sessions. Oh, I got a a, a a zip sessions of un, unreleased music, like the nineteen ninety. Like I was telling you, up to your inbox, like that West Side Boogie nineteen ninety five. Mm-hmm. That is that that that's not no, that's brand new, but it's old <laughs> old stuff that 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 was uh, that was gonna be on Dance Mania. I decided not to, so I call those the Dance Mania uh, archives, mm. like West Side Boogie, the title track. Was actually made in was made in 1995, um, and then of course I did a version of um, what is that? Um, Last Drive with me and Eric Mark. Oh, that's my that's my Ace Combo. Eric Mark's my uh, man, mm-hmm. uh, and I I did a clap me, but it's called I did mm-hmm. that a minute ago, and then um, of course the homeboy Crime out of Germany did his version of it. So we're we're going back. To that that ghetto house feel, but you know, but 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 tweaking it and giving it some 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 oomp, you know what I'm saying, and putting it out there for the next generation to hear this great music, you know what I'm saying. So you no, know, we're we're trying to get everybody in. You no, know, you no, know, we can't set we can't satisfy everybody. Right. And I don't know how much we girl. I don't know how much music <laughs> I got. I do not really know. I really, 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 literally don't know. You know. Yeah. And it's scary sometimes. Like. It's so much that it's scary. So, mm. but I'm happy with it too because it's like you know what, I'm grateful now because you no, know, you might see a lot of records pop up, right. and that's because that's just how much music I have. I could put I could put records out every month, every freaking month. Yeah. But it's like you know what, like now, you know, let me uh, get everything situated. Let me uh. uh, uh do everything. No, what the hell is this? I'll read this later. Distracting me. That's but okay. uh, yeah, <laughs> it. it uh, I'm, I'm I'm grateful. Slash time is one of my favorites too. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, and that's and I did that with my homeboy Fred, DJ Fred. And right after we completed that, right right when we was doing this record, uh, Fred went to prison. Oh, I'm sorry. He went to prison till 2017. He got out. He didn't even know that record. He knew the record was out, but he didn't even know the record was out. And that's the first time, like, man, I'm, I'm on a record. I'm on a vinyl record. I'm like, yes, you are, brother. Aww. So, 
that's another thing with me too. Ah oh, man, I love having helping the next the, the next producer DJ do his thing. You know what I'm saying? Or or just watching them do their thing. Like I'm a big EQI fan. Love EQ's tracks. His tracks is oh man. When I tell you next level, mm-hmm. it's very next level. Uh, who you need to be watching out for is DJ Corey. You need you ever heard of him? Mm, of course, I heard of DJ Corey. He's incredible. Yeah, a Clint son. Wow. DJ Clint son. Yeah. Fifteen years old, and it's it's a beautiful thing for me. Me and Clint ain't seeing eye to eye right now, but that's my. I, I love Clint. Mm-hmm. But one thing about it, he know how we feel about those kids, man. You know, just like blah blah blah. I watched Corey grow from a little bitty child. Yeah, so I just, one of the greatest DJs and producers, like man, this little dude is so next. And yeah, I just heard him on um, on Kush Jones's uh, Rinch show. Yeah, he did a great mix, really incredible. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, he he's a man, just 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 a ball of talent. And that's what and that's why I love Clint about it. Clint is one of the greatest fathers. That's backing his son up in this music. You know, I wish my sons would. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my son is a, my oldest son is eighteen. He's an environmental specialist. No, uh, but he plays the bass though. <laughs> when he's you no know, left hand, he plays the bass, so he does a good job. But now my my eleven year old, now he like he might just have an interest in it. My older daughter, she dances, mm-hmm. but my kids have no interest in it. But my, my but my young, like I said, my youngest boy, eleven. He loves to scratch, so it's, I think I, I think it's safe to say that he's about to follow my footsteps. Aww. My little, oh, and when I tell you the cutest little dude, he just you just want to pinch the hell out of his cheeks. <laughs> Thank you, you're hurting my cheeks. Thank you, I know I'm cute and all. No, it is what he is, this smart little dude. So, and I pass him the game, but my oldest son, as far as my business. That's who's gonna run my business. Mm. My oldest boy, when you see him, he looks like a like a high yellow version of me. Mm-hmm. And he's the he's the intelligent one, the smart one. So like he has my passports and all my old stuff. So if anything happens to me, he runs it. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, um, we want to give it to the next generation, us old dogs that did our things. We didn't ran our tricks. Well, a couple of us got still got a couple tricks up our sleeve, mm-hmm. but uh, we need to be setting this up for the next generation. Yeah. I think that's what's important. I think it's huge. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, you told an incredible story for the last hour. Um, I was just going to kind of end off, you know, asking you what's next. What are you what are you planning for when hopefully the world comes back to some sort of normalcy? Well, hopefully not just myself, but we all can get back to what we love and get back to business and mm. uh this time, let's go harder. Let's support each other. You know what I'm saying? No matter where you're coming from, out of Chicago, out of New York, Cali, if it's Europe, if it's, if it's Asia, you know, brothers and sisters, please go with the sound, go with the flow. Mm, beautiful. I think that was just so well said, man. Um, if people want to listen to your music and find you, where do they find you? Well, you can find me on SoundCloud or one of my... Uh, one- You can catch me on uh, um, Mixcloud, um, uh, Bandcamp. Catch mm-hmm. me on Bandcamp. You can catch me on any one of those things. If you do, guys, Google Tracks Band, you know, pretty much it's going to uh, direct you to the site. It's Pandora, it's Juno, it's one of these, it's uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you really want to get in contact with me, you can get to Tracks Man's 
fan page. You can catch me on you can catch me on Twitter or you can catch me on Instagram. Anything that says ch 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 tracks, man, <laughs> just leave me a message. Talk to your boy. I'm not a souped up dude and thing. And if you guys want to know how I made the music, what I made, the, how what I made the music with, what samples I've sample and because i really don't reveal the samples i let you go look for it mm. or i give you a hint because mm. this next this 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 next record oh, oh my goodness because i'm really I'm, I'm 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 working on the mind attracts man three but Yay. i'm not dropping it until it's final so that's why you haven't seen the mind attracts man three yet and uh like i said hit those sites up and you get some good old fucking music So we're coming out of the interview with Tracksman, Tracksman, Corky, Tracksman, Strong. Um, yes, if you listen to tracks man you know why this is so huge for me i'm a huge fan uh and yes we're listening to a track called the best i can offer off of his uh slash time album really really great stuff and this guy's got loads where that that comes from i really believe like what he said in the interview that he's probably got like you know like jumbo like a jumbo collection of unreleased stuff probably stored somewhere in his house because he's always releasing um and i've been lucky enough to just be you know buying from him directly off of you know Bandcamp and and twitter like i sent him a message hey i I listened to this i can't find it on your Bandcamp. can i purchase it off of you and he like literally sends me the the files i i give him stuff you know send him stuff via paypal and we lit (laughs) and you know what i love that you know i love that in the middle of a pandemic artists have found a way to really sell direct to consumer now right you don't need a freaking label to help you do that when you know what you're uh, you know what your listener base is, you know your fan base, you know what they want, and you can literally, literally talk to them face to face and give it to them. So I think that's so damn cool. Um, and it's really cool for DJs too, right? Because then you end up getting some unique tracks that like nobody has. Uh, yeah, because he set some set aside some special things that, that's not really posted out on his other pages. So sick stuff. Really, really grateful to have had that uh, interview. And I'm so happy. I hope you're happy too. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we are on SoundCloud here at soundcloud.com slash club management one. You can listen to the show on any of your favorite streaming platforms. That's Spotify, Apple podcasts, uh, you know, Google podcasts, the list goes on. And, you know, I'm always trying to give you guys the best quality for these shows. Uh, and if you'd like to donate to our Patreon, that'd be incredible. You get perks at different tiers, access to special music and bonus interview content. Uh, that's at patreon.com slash club management one. I'll have all those links in the comments so you can donate if you'd like. Uh, as always, follow me at Shannon1DJ if you'd like to find out what I'm doing outside of my podcast and I'll give you a follow back. Until next time.